four right now. Of course, Cliff Schechter is kind enough to join us today. If you're not following his Blue Amp YouTube channel, you are wrong. That's at YouTube backslash C. Schechter. You can find it there. He's kind enough today to take some time to talk about the impending joy that we're about to have with the third indictment of Donald Trump. Hi, Cliff. Hey. The third indictment is the one where I think you get a free set of steak knives. Ah, oh, well, kind of cool. Well, or can you get those Archie glasses that you know Arby's used to carry? You know, those are that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. You deserve something. I mean, it takes work to get indicted three times, so you, it's, it's impressive work. Indeed. Plus, I really think we could get. I was thinking the other day, considering he had a similar number of you know uh, of charges against him in each of the past two cases, like he was in the thirties. I think we should sort of set up a pool on the over-under and how many charges we have coming his way this time. Will it be another impressive sort of 30-something performance? Can he up it to 40, or is it only going to be like 15? I don't know. I guess we have to see. You and I always start talking about baseball, but I know you're not very happy about the Yankees. Twins are, eh, Reds, pretty good. But I'm going to actually, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm excited about the Reds. I'm going to throw a curveball at you right now, okay? Who is the Uh worst baseball team, the Oakland A's or the Kansas City Royals? That is a rough one. one. Yeah, that is. Uh, I think think it it probably is Oakland, but I think it's close. I'm going to say it's the Royals for this reason. The Royals are trying, and they're this bad. Oakland, they're 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 already they're already thinking of Vegas, and they're they're already gone. And so, and, and knowing that ownership team, they they basically just unloading. They're 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 playing a bunch of AAA players because they know they're not going to get a lot of people showing up in Oakland. They're just waiting, biding their time till they can move to yep. Vegas, and that's it. So Oakland's trying to tank. The Royals are really trying to win, and they're that bad. And this was a World you Series team a few years ago. It's arguable. Yours is arguable. What's hilarious is I was going to say the exact same thing as you, but come out on my side, which is my definition was to be that that they're worse in Oakland because they're not even trying, and that's such an insult to their fans and an insult to people (laughs) who love that team for years. Just to me, it's so against what baseball is supposed to be. But I, I understand your definition, too. But to just spit in your fans' faces that way, Something about that makes me feel even worse about them. But okay, well, no, I get what you're saying. I, I, you know, I feel sorry for Oakland and Kansas City to a point because Kansas City, I think this is what your future is. You and I, when we were kids, Oakland had all four major teams. They had the Golden Seals in the NHL. The Golden State Warriors played over there until, what, a few years ago. And then they built their new arena over in San Francisco itself. The Oakland yep. Raiders were there and the, the A's. And they are, what, two years away from – they will not ever have another major league sports franchise. And they're not even no. going to – you know, no owner is going to even threaten to move to Oakland as a threat. And I think Kansas City is not that far away, although I think the Chiefs are a little bit more ingrained there. I just – I don't see the Kansas City well, being a market they're going to be trying to, to, to no, keep going well, we with. we always get worried, a little worried about that here because, you know, we're one of the smallest markets, <clears throat> if not the smallest. I think it's close. It may be Milwaukee. Maybe – I don't know. To have both uh, a baseball, oh, no, Milwaukee does not. That's right. They don't have a football team. It's in Green Bay. So we've got. I think we're the smallest market to have both a professional baseball and football team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get <clears throat> we get nervous because when the Castellini family, the jerks that they are, you know, every time something comes up here where they're where they're not spending enough money, they're just like, well, what are you going to do? You know, like like they can move them somewhere else. Now, if baseball let the first and most, you know. This is coming from a New York Yankees fan. I grew up in New York, right? 
I still have to admit, the Reds are the first and most historic franchise in that they were founded in 1869. They were the first major league franchise. And, I mean, there was a tradition which they got rid of where the president always threw out the first ball here. There was always a home game. I don't know why they got rid of that 15 or 20 years ago, but that used to be a thing. Like, so, you know, Cincinnati has a place in baseball history. Also, we're the ones playing who won that World Series that the White Sox threw. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, and, and, but you do get nervous, right? Like, they could move one of those teams away from here. I mean, not Minneapolis, obviously, isn't the hugest market either. You know, Pittsburgh, some of these Midwestern ones, like, we get concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I, I see what happening, is happening in Oakland, and I feel for them. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that could happen someday here. Well, and it's it, it, you can see the up-and-coming towns they want to get to. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Salt Lake City becomes much more attractive over the next few oh, yeah. years on some of these things. But, you know, at the at the same time, though, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I you know, they're, it's amazing to me. I think that they're going to – I think the the future of these franchises is a smaller town. And um, you know, I'll say, you know, I'll just throw like a – uh, maybe like an Austin, Texas, where they're not looking for four major sports franchises or five uh, with Major League Soccer or six with the WNBA. They're not looking for that. They just want one. So they'll convince their tax base to basically build a $2 billion basketball arena to, go, to lure a team there just to get the one right. team. And so I think that that's eventually where it's going to go. I, I could see that. But yeah, Oakland, you know, it's, it's interesting. We don't talk about this much, but that is a town which has in, in 40 years has become persona non grata and you're just not going to get uh-huh. another team out there again. I just, yeah, I feel bad for anybody. Nobody yeah. should grow up rooting for a franchise like that and just have them leave. Yes. Hell, I mean, I think there's still suffering Brooklyn Dodgers fans out there who <laughs> haven't been able to get it. And I don't blame them. I mean, you grow up rooting for something and then it gets, you know, pulled out from under you. I yeah. Mean, yeah, in any case, um, Donald Trump, uh, of course, uh, the, the the you know the, thinking about the, stuff being pulled out from under people. Donald speaking, Trump, speaking of you know feeling sorry for his supporters, uh, you know the, yeah. the, the the this is uh, are we are we going to see an indictment today? I think it's going to be tomorrow. When do you think the the indictment's going to come down? Because it is going to come down. I, I mean, it, it's any moment now. I don't think I can tell you a day. I don't have some inside knowledge, but I, I do think there's a great chance at this week. Um, and if not, obviously, I don't, I don't, I, I believe it's going to be a very hard time getting through next week. I mean, the guy got a letter that he's a target. Um, <laughs> he seemed to, <laughs> which he then went and screamed and yelled about. I made a fun video about it where I read it. Uh, I mean, it was hilarious. It was such a classic Donald Trump. I won really big in the primaries. Everybody, you know, 85.7%. So I won really big. Like, you know, it's just like, it's like the worst run on sentence I've ever read in my life. It just goes on to the point of where you're, you're contemplating just sort of ending it all. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, he, he, that he's that scared. That's, oh, and whenever he reacts like that, like a child does, like when a child's screaming, well, they're scared of something. He's, a, he's literally never developed beyond that of like a seven-year-old emotionally. Mm-hmm. So you kind of know that the walls are really closing in when he's freaking out to that point. Um, I find it really interesting. Somebody was pointing out that they think uh, Rudy Giuliani turned on him which would just be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Although Rudy Giuliani better get time in prison. That's all I have to say. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I think we're, we're, we're getting closer and closer. I mean, you know, we may have an experiment uh, ready to come to see if our country and, and its wisdom, if we are, have become, if we've gone so backwards 
if we've so re-entered the dark ages that uh, there are enough people in this country willing to elect somebody in prison. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure exactly how that would work. Very th- it would make for a pretty funny TV show, like a sort of ongoing, you know, maybe Veep 2 or something. I don't know. But uh, God help us. The, the feeling is that someone's turned on him. Uh, whether Giuliani, whether Mark Meadows, that's the other name you keep hearing a lot about, is that yep. someone has turned on him. But, I mean, regardless, those two. I think it could be possibly both. I mean, yeah, it could. I'm not, again, I don't know. They may not need more than one. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. But but they each I think had some different sides of that equation. Well, actually, you, you bring up you just bring up a really good point. Do you think maybe they needed wanted both of them to flip because we're of what we're dealing with here? Is that now you know you you can't say it's one guy. It's his former chief of staff. It's his former you know chief legal advisor. It's both of them have flipped on him. I mean, maybe that's the whole goal is to get both of them, and because it becomes very difficult to just dismiss it at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think that that actually may be it. Because, again, you have to remember, I mean, we're not dealing with a normal situation here, right? Mm-hmm. We're dealing with a former president of the United States. Um, and as as still strange it is, as it is to utter those words about him. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you might want all of the firepower possible. I would think you would. The danger is always going to be here. And granted, they've got judges, and judges can do – I do know enough, enough about the law. I know judges can have directed verdicts. You know, if juries are ridiculous, and, you know, there are ways to, to do – but if you're talking about just a regular jury, you know, what are the chances that you're going to get 12 people and, like, not one of them – I mean, I guess we've done it already, so so I guess there are good chances because we have – but, you know, there's, there's so much chance you get one MAGA nut on there, right? That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – that that's always been part of my worry. Yeah. Is he so radicalized a portion of our population beyond any semblance of sanity that we have to worry about that? Oh, I I, I think that that's actually within certain circles of the, the far right conservative MAGA crowd. That's the plan, and you know, just you know, they know he he can't win, so they basically try to do something to Biden before the election and right before the election and make it impossible for the Democrats to replace him. So, uh, you know, the the Republicans themselves are terrified. Are they, you know, you know, there's always this this grim kind of mentality. And I, I'm not a big fan of, you know, rooting for someone to die or anything like that. And sometimes people, you know, kind of go overboard with that. But it almost feels like yep. this is the entire Republican strategy to deal with Trump is just he's there. He could be 92. I highly doubt he'll make it that far, but he could be 92. And as long as he wants to run we're not going to get in the way he's the guy it's it's just that seems to be the mentality with this guy is that with the party is that no matter what as long as he's around he gets to dictate what happens yeah i mean i think that uh that that's absolutely it that's been their strategy since literally the moment that he started besting them in you know in primaries making them look stupid there was a period of time before i feel like all this was locked in and if any of them had had any courage between all of them, if one of them had, they could have, you know, they could have stopped this thing. But but they let him create this cult of personality. Fox got got in on it too, and they let it go because they all were scared of being the one, you know, to be the one to actually have the courage to stand up to him and maybe pay the price of losing a primary because of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so they let him go and go and go, and he solidified, you know, people that probably were, you know, maybe thought he was funny, thought he was interesting, and they 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 went down a rabbit hole. With you know, and now they all realize that, I mean, I mean, you just would never think it makes no sense, for example, that Ron DeSantis, who's another joke worthy of laughing at a lot, <clears throat> that, the, the, that the meatball pudding guy, 
Ron DeSantis, uh, would be would, would literally like when the stuff came out about Trump was on TV in an interview defending Trump, and it, and it just shows you how screwed up that party is because nobody would ever defend their primary opponent who's attacking them. By the way, mm-hmm. constantly, it's the dumbest. But but it makes you realize the grip that Trump has on on that party, and at the very least, you know. Uh, Asa Hutchinson, Chris Christie, I mean, Chris Christie will be wherever the wind blows. I don't give him any credit, and I give Asa Hutchinson very little. But, you know, at least they're trying from that vantage point. You might lose, but go down, but lose fighting. I will promise you, you will never beat an opponent in a game where, where people have to choose who they like more if you're sitting there defending your opponent all the time and saying, and saying nice things about them. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe what they're doing is they're trying to not so much Christie, but H- Hutchinson might actually be setting himself up for 2028, where basically, you know, he goes out there. He's the l- most vocal guy against Trump. Trump gets beaten badly by Biden. Another four years of Biden. Then he can come back and say, hey, you guys should have listened to me. Now you're thinking about going with him again. Come on. This is, makes no sense. And it, it's that's. It's, it is sad it's going to take that kind of timeline to pull the Republican Party back from the cliff that it's at. But that's, I think, where we're looking. I think people are looking at this long game of, OK, fine, we'll allow this to blow up in our face a few more times. And then we'll basically be able to come back and say, well, if we don't find our moderate stance again, we're doomed. No, I think that's actually an excellent point. And I wasn't even thinking of that. So I think mm-hmm. it's a smart thing to bring up, especially for the ones that aren't sort of in their category where they're that much older. You know, they're trying to set things up for four years down the road. But my gosh, I mean, mm-hmm. do they realize what's going to what, what can happen here? Yeah. All the, I mean, I guess they don't and they, or they're too scared to take on all the different ways he can go. The, at a moment's notice, he can't accept anybody else leading besides him. So if he, he is alive four years from now, there's nothing to say that he won't spend the entire time attacking the Republicans. And you know, he will say whoever the Republican nominee is. You have to show complete fealty to me during your entire run and say everything I did was right and how I was innocent and how the election was stolen from me and blah, 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 blah. If you don't say all that stuff, I'm going to attack you with my base. He'll own them to the moment he shuttles off this earth. That's what they allowed him to do by allowing him to take over their party. So you know what? Like you're, It's still that same strategy. And the truth of the matter is, is who knows if it ends there? Maybe then Don Jr. inherits it and they have to kiss his butt after that. I mean, they have a they through their media and through their behavior and and through their constant grievance monitoring have created a cult, a vast cult, and it's it's not enough people to win an election. You know what I mean? For the most part, I mean it is in some states, sadly, but overall, but it certainly is enough people in the culty part of it to take anybody down in a primary. Uh, Cliff Schechter, kind enough to join us right now. I I want to as well branch out into these hearings that have happened um, with the, you know, they got the IRS hearing, the whistleblower hearing yesterday, which was a joke. You've got the, you got Jim Jordan's, you know. Revenge porn hearing yesterday? Well, isn't it hilarious? These are the same exact Republicans who are screaming about yanking books off of shelves in schools and libraries because we want to have age-appropriate things for children. They themselves screaming at America, look at the nudes of Hunter Biden. And it's just, they they, they can't hear themselves. She's, first of all, she broke both D.C. and federal law. And if, you know, I assume Hunter Biden listens to your show like everybody else, please sue her. Um, but I, she should be prosecuted. Forget suing her for, for civil damages. She should be prosecuted for what she did. She showed naked images of somebody without their consent. 
is, <laughs> there's there's laws in both DC and, and federally against that. So that's the that's the first thing. You know, I mean, what kind of a sick, evil person? I mean, that's the thing about these guys: the cruelty. When you see how evil they are, Ron DeSantis with COVID and Craig Abbott pushing people back into the Rio Grande and, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the hatred she has, she's never met Hunter Biden in her life, but she will destroy this person. She will do whatever it takes, you know, and again, her, (laughs) the one that was cheating on the hubby with the tantric gym guy and then the news guy and, you know, and, and has had her own people call her out for infidelity. And I'm sorry, by the way. I don't have a problem with divorce because I don't judge other people. She judges everybody else. So this divorced woman who cheated on her husband with multiple people, right, uh, who got up at a New York Republican, young Republican gathering, remember that, about seven months ago, and started talking about, you can buy butt plugs. I don't know. I Hopefully I can say that. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. We have, yeah, we have, have our own brand. We have our own brand. Walmart, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like decrying how our culture is falling apart, and she literally must have said the word butt plugs enough times to make everybody uncomfortable, you know, uh, who at once stood up with this image, you know, with this cardboard-sized cutout of Donald Trump. I know I've done videos and all this stuff, and started groping it in the area where you would think in front of people and talking about how big it was. It's like, I mean, she's this weird, perverted freak. And and so in, in this party that, that allows her to sit on that committee and do what she just did, they're going to lecture us. Anything to do with family values? Are you kidding? I mean, it obviously it's been this way a long time, right? Yeah. I mean, Larry, you know, the, go to the Minneapolis uh, air, the bathroom, airport bathroom, where Larry Craig was like doing some toe tapping while he was trying to pass an amendment to ban gay marriage. I mean, it's the yeah. longest running thing of the Republican Party that, that you know thou doth protest too much. But, but I mean, with, with what she did yesterday, it's sick what she did. Isn't this, though, who these people are? I mean, I, I was watching on uh, on Twitter, and Tizzy Yen had an, a video out there, and he was talking about this sound of, of freedom. And the, the fact is, they, 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 they create this, you know, this, 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 we're this moral superiority. A lot of it comes from the fact that they are so morally inferior to everyone else. They're so desperate to create them as the hero of their own story. That they that those are the ones that you know when you hear Marjorie Taylor Greene and she's out there saying these things, you know she she herself is the the one of the worst human beings on the planet, but yet she has the audacity to try to judge other people, uh, you know, and 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 vilify them and and completely just you know do things as she is doing, because they basically they themselves know it because it's almost like with the Republicans as you said. It's an admission. Whenever you see this stuff, just imagine what you can imagine behind the scenes because I guarantee you it's ten times worse for these people and they're well, just screaming their, 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 their cover story at everyone else. Well, and again, we don't have to imagine. Yeah. I mean, we now know – I mean, just to, sorry to pull something out of like a little bit longer ago history, but during the entire dust-up originally where we started seeing this radical side of the Republican Party for what it was, the late 90s, with the impeachment of Bill Clinton, let's be honest, they were all going after him based upon sex because they wanted to, to destroy him and be able to beat the Democrats who were more popular. Then we find out Ron Livingston at the time, who had to end up resigning, was having an affair. He wanted to be the next speaker after Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich, who was speaker – left the first wife in the hospital with cancer, was cheating on the second wife then with a staffer who, was, who became the third wife while he's leading this charge against Clinton. And we now found out later on that the late Ken Starr also was having an affair. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, like these people, this has been the on. It's not like, you know, we're just finding this out. You're right. This is who they've been. And this is who these types of people are. 
you know, 20, 25 years now. The types of people that will, will lecture everybody else is because deep down they're ashamed of themselves. They loathe themselves. They, you know, and sometimes it's for good reason. You know, sometimes they're interested in children. But sometimes it's because they can't accept and be happy with who they are. You're gay. Accept it and be happy with it. The rest of us are. Mm-hmm. We'll treat you as equal if you treat yourself as equal, you know, but whatever it is that they're disgusted or ashamed about, they project it onto all the rest of us. We must all be the same way they are. And the problem is, is we don't <laughs> need your morality. You, you need, you don't, because I don't need some your book or I don't need your whatever to tell me to not cheat on my wife, to tell me to, to you know, to not do this, because I just know not to do it. Yeah. And the problem is they can't control their own behavior, so they assume the rest of us can't control our own behavior, too. I'm sorry that you're like atavistic cavemen and women and that we've actually evolved to where we can control our own impulses. You should try it sometime instead of trying to legislate how everybody lives. Well, and just if I could correct one thing is that they say they want everyone to live like they are. No, they, they create a false standard, hold everyone else to that standard, why they themselves go and get nowhere near that standard. And so, yeah. Not it's, with a thousand miles of it. Uh, one last quick quick thing here, if you can want to chime in on this. The fact is oh, that sure. once again yesterday, that meeting with the, the IRS agents – it, it was, you know, they they say we're not partisan, but then they almost outright refused to want to admit all their frustrations came from when the Trump administration was in office. And this whole this whole thing, which was supposed to be Joe Biden trying to stifle this, it was just, you no, know, you guys, it was like an inter-office dust-up, and that was all it was, and they were trying to make this into something else. Once again, these Republicans have absolutely nothing that they're trying to create this scandal out of, and there's just nothing there. I mean, that's what happens when you become this, right? Like, you, there, there's no, there's the, the, there's no center, there's no political center to that party anymore. It is honestly, they found each other the way serial killers find each other, right? The way school shooters find each other. Sadly, they are just they are a collection of amoral, deviant, you know, re, you know, resentful, angry, greedy. You know, look at what the get the seven the seven deadly sins and and look at those and everything that the Bible told you not to do. Their Bible, uh, you know, and and add all that up, and and that's what they are at this point. Like they're they're drawn together by their cruelty, their greed, their resentment of anything they don't understand or anything modern. This, I mean, there's there's no political program. Have you heard them talking about any actual policies? No, they don't have any policies. I mean, I guess if you consider a policy taking rights away from people, so that maybe that's a policy. But there's there's just there's no coherent anything to them anymore. So that's why you have these ridiculous show hearings, which what they are, because they're going to show naked pictures of Hunter Biden or today they're going to have Robert Kennedy Jr. come in to repeat his anti-Semitism. I mean, they had the guy sit down, you realize, to say, I'm not anti-Semitic. And while he was claiming he was anti-Semitic, he was saying anti-Semitic things. Yeah, I saw that. I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm not anti-Semitic at all. I've been hugely supportive, supportive of Israel. It's like, hey. You know what, pal? Jews are different than Israel. You've just shared one of the most anti-Semitic tropes out there, that everything Israel does is Jewish, and everything Jews do is Israel. That's not the way this works. You know what I mean? That's like, I mean, what he did is the equivalent of if somebody, you know, something happens in Africa blaming everybody who's black. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's utterly ridiculous, and it's one of those nefarious things that use all the time against American Jews and Jews in Europe. Um, anti-Semitic groups. So while he's sitting there saying he's not anti-Semitic, he's sharing something that's anti-Semitic. I mean, it's actually impressive in its stupidity. Yeah. You know, this man yeah. needs help. I know some of his family members have tried to get him off of the, the public stage, but he's being used by other people. He clearly is not well. 
Uh, his own family's reputed to gaze him. Um, but, you know, Steve Bannon and Jim Jordan who invited him to speak, of course, and they feel they love him. Oh, yeah. Because, again, this is all about just trying to harm Joe Biden. Hunter Biden is about it. You know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., they don't care what innocent people they destroy, what lives they harm, as long as whatever it is amounts to it's the same thing with Benghazi when it came to Hillary Clinton. Right? As long as whatever it is, whatever thing they take and use for their own purposes, no matter what the results are, destroys the uh, Democrats so they can win the presidency back, and specifically their guy Trump, that's all that matters. I guarantee you, no, I don't know any Democrat that's going to be voting for Kennedy, that's for sure. He's just, he's just, I mean, he's nuts. I, mean, I don't he's know nuts. what's happened to him. I mean, I met him, you know, seven, eight years ago, um, and his wife. At, 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 uh, you know, I used to go to these certain events. I won't go into it um, for certain trial lawyers, and I did some, you know, I did, I did some PR for them. And I mean, he didn't. I don't know what's happened, but he didn't. And you know, I know he wrote the thing for Rolling Stone a while ago now, so I know he's going on that path for a long time. Um, but, but you know, it's gotten clearly much, much worse yeah. over the last decade. And, you know, nobody, and even the last five years, and I don't understand, you know, somebody, a friend, I don't know, needs to step in and intervene and get the man help. I mean, again, we don't know what certain things he was, you know, and I'm not saying this in an ad hominem way. I'm saying this is one of the few that I have sympathy for him. He was a heroin addict for 12 years. It's a disease, like alcoholism and anything else. And 12 years of putting that poison in your body, I can't imagine the damage that that can do to you. But it's not good. The fact that he lived through it is remarkable, frankly. Um, and so, you know, somebody, please, who, who can, take the remote control away. Step in here. Because, um, you know, what he's doing is not good for him. It's not good for this country. It's not good for his family. It's just awful. And the right is doing what they always do. They're using him for their purposes. Uh, we could easily go for an hour, man. Dude, I've taken more time. I've had an extended time here with Cliff, uh, Cliff Schechter. Go find his YouTube channel. That's uh, YouTube slash uh, C. Schechter. I'll link it all there. The Blue Amp uh, you know, YouTube channel is exceptional. If you're not following him there, get there, subscribe, and follow his takes. Uh, Cliff, we're, we're better than the Kansas City Royals. We're better than the Oakland A's. At the end of the day, we can take that, at least take that with us. <laughs> Hey, I actually love the Cincinnati Reds right now. Well, let's talk yes. about the Yankees. It's not how bad they are. It's how it's the construction and the arrogance of those that did it. Is, that is what my problem is. Uh, I but still, in any case. I can't figure out why they keep putting Buxton back in the lineup for the Twins. Anyway, we'll talk about that all later, okay? We'll talk about that later. Cliff Schechter, thank you, Cliff. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. You take care. Take care, my friend.